All right, grab a chair, and it looks like looks like uh, looks like we're in good shape overall with chairs and seats. We've got the cushy chairs, but you got to sit up front to get that. <laughs> you're gonna be back row. You gotta you gotta sit in a hard chair. So there should be um, handouts back there. You'll want to get one of those. You'll want to have a Bible that you can look at this morning for our session. And, and this is the Finishing Strong session. <clears throat> so my name is Chris Best. I'm one of the pastors here at Midtown Baptist Temple. I'm going to be presenting some things this morning. And then Allison is a physical therapist. Okay, She's going to then kind of take over and finish up this session because one of my main points is going to be on on physical exercise and the importance of physical exercise so we're going to get super practical okay so so praise the lord i'm usually like the philosophy guy like it all sounds good but you leave you don't have anything to do so we're going to try to prevent that the this morning tomorrow we're going to get pastor dave hill who, who, from Harvest uh, Baptist Church, who's, who's going to be teaching, and then on Saturday we've got Pastor Dave Neville, and he's going to be going to be teaching on Saturday. Um, so where's where's everybody from? We, we 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 probably can just do a quick introduction who you are and where you're from. We'll start over here. Yeah, Wadi from MBT. Okay, and then Dad. Uh, Central Kansas. All right, Will Best from Central Kansas, <clears throat> where I grew up and still live. <laughs> Scott Gross, Midtown Baptist Temple. Church uh, Bishop, I'm in Costa Rica, from uh, Downtown Baptist Temple in California. Okay. Uh, Terry Ogle, Independence. Joe McCagg, Decaturer, Alabama. Dave Neville, Living Faith, we saw. Okay. Yeah. Kenny, are you in here with us? I'm in here. Kenny from Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're honored to have Pastor Kenny Morgan. Yeah. Can we'll start up here? Uh, Mary uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Okay, oh. super. Yeah. Alicia Motley from Seward, Nebraska. Seward? Seward. Yeah, Seward, Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. All right. I used to live in Lincoln for a while. Okay, we're a little bit west. Yeah. All right. We're right back here. Oh, John Wright, uh, Living Faith, and uh, Lee Summit. Okay. Uh, Dave Hill, Harvest Baptist. All right. Joe Thomas, Midtown. Serene Thomas, Midtown. Michelle Dobson, Midtown. Hey, I'm from Brazil, and I'm just arriving in MBT. All right. From Brazil, and now MBT. Yes. All right. All right, Dallas. Dallas from Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Dallas. Um, yeah, 08. So <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right, Allison, you want to introduce yes, yourself? Yes, I'm Allison. I'm from Midtown. <laughs> so Allison's a bona fide physical therapist. So, you know, you always have that question about that bursitis or whatever. So <laughs> she's me. like, she's, man, we got her. So. 
So I'm a pastor here at Midtown. I'm also a medical doctor. I've got my MD from Kansas University. I've been pra I graduated from there in 1997. <coughs> and I practiced medicine out in Hayes, Kansas. I went to Lincoln for my residency. That's okay. why I was up there. Probably worked in Seward, moonlighting. Could be. Know. We have a lot coming in. Yeah. So, yeah. And then and then practiced out in Hayes, Kansas for five years in a, in a just a regular like when you go to your family doctor in a clinic like that. When we moved back to Kansas City, I started working for a staffing company working in the ER. So I've been doing ER work for about the last 16 years. So I'm actually more comfortable with heart attacks and strokes and traumas than I am with kind of normal things anymore. You know what I mean? Like you're good at what you do. So some of the stuff that I was good at, like just general pediatrics or stuff like that, delivering babies, things that I did, in private practice, I just, I don't, unless it's an emergency, which those are kind of terrifying at this point, like triplets, preemie triplets in the ER, I did that, that's horrible, you know, but anyway, it turned out well, everybody did fine, but, so anyway, so I, I do practice medicine, I, I don't spend a lot of time on treating those sorts of things anymore, it's more emergency medicine now, so... So, Allison, I guess what I'm saying is you might want to ask her about your bursitis. <laughs> so, praise the Lord. Okay, so let's pray, and then, and then what we're going to be looking at is how to finish strong. It is possible. Uh, I'm just hearing your testimonies. I, I see some people I know who are <clears throat> finishing strong. So, so how do, what should we be looking for, both biblically and then practically, to do that. So let's just pray and then and then we'll get into it real quick. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. God, you everything you do is so good and then you invite us to be a part of it somehow. So Lord, we just want to say yes to that. And then Lord, we we recognize that that we're to glorify you in our body and our spirits, which are God's that they belong to you. And so Father, I just pray that we leave here this session, you know, knowing how to steward our physical bodies and get that 10 years that we can get by reason of strength and so Lord we just ask you um, here we are have your way help us to finish strong you know we're all in the <coughs> second half of our life right now I think so so Lord we, we want to to do that so we ask for your help in Jesus name amen, amen. okay so the, the Bible says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verse 12 um, that if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. So God isn't looking what you don't have. You know, hey, you don't have a million dollars. You can't give me a million dollars. God's not looking like that. God's looking at what do you have to give, and are you willing to give that? So we can give to the Lord what we have. So some of us, maybe you stewarded your finances really well, and you have money to give, but you didn't steward your health. Okay, well then you can give what you have. You could give money. Some of, some of you, maybe you stewarded your health. Instead of going to work that extra shift, you just went jogging. You've got your health, but you don't have any money. Okay, well God isn't looking what you don't have. But what we do have, we can give. And as stewards, check this out, the better we steward our lives, the more we have to give to the Lord. 
But if we just let the world, the devil, and the flesh steal away everything as we age, our health, our minds, our resources, our finances, our experiences, and we're just sitting there watching TV all day, okay, then, then we have less to give. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Let's let okay, so let's look at this. Let's all right, so here's what we, we need to think like. If we're in the second half of our lives, which we are, okay, then let's think about the second half. Let's think about half two. Not, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Well, you okay, you don't have to do anything. But if you're in the second half of your life, the judgment seat is that much closer. Mm -hmm. You hear that clock ticking in the back of your mind. In fact, one thing we're going to look at is, as we get into this is, is just, you know, numbering our days. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 90. That's where we're going to be spending some time here to get started. Psalm chapter 90. There's some wonderful things about this. I am not going to of course, be able to get through the whole chapter. I'm going to do kind of what Sam did. We're just going to kind of skim over it and look at some things like Sam did with Nehemiah 1. But, but the, the, the Psalm 90 and Psalm 91, they're, they're pretty, um, you know, directive, instructive for us as, as we start to age. And I, I look at verse 10. The days of our years are three score and ten, 70 years. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, eighty years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. So we get that extra ten years by strength. That's one thing that we I'm going to be talking about today. Did you know you can get ten extra years of life by reason of strength? What does that look like? Now, they may, I mean, it's still can't do what you did when you're 20. Okay, still like maybe hard work, but we want to get those extra 10 years by reason of strength. Verse 11, Who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. The, the, the passage is presenting that the reality of humanity is such that we live in a, in a fallen world as a fallen race. You know, um, look at verse 3. Talking to the Lord, Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of men. Okay, so God, like we all know this, and my, my dad was talking earlier. He said, you know, there's this time in life when you can look back and you, you see your childhood, and, and then you look forward, and you can, you can see both ends of your life from the middle. And if you can look back and remember the time where you grew up and the things that happened weren't all good. And then adolescence, and you just, during adolescence, you proved out the reality that, that, yeah, there's something wrong with me and I'm part of a fallen race and a fallen world. Okay. You look back at that, and this is what this passage is talking about. Thou turnest man to destruction. Like God lets people recognize the fallen nature of our reality. He lets us be a part of that. At some point, we reach an age of accountability where we knew it was wrong and we did it anyway. We are turned to destruction at that point. And then God's like, come. Come unto me. Come and be saved. Come and be reconciled. And then God directs us back unto himself. And that's the spiritual reality that's being described here in verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That's one thing 
In fact, why, why don't we go ahead and just look at that now? Okay. So some of you, you're already past 70. You're in the negatives. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> 70 years times, we'll just use our days. We won't use the biblical 360 days. But 70 years times 365 days a year, you get 25,550 days of life. Now, if by reason of strength you get 80 years, praise the Lord, 29,200 days, that's what we get. The psalm says, teach us to number our days. Why? Oh, so we can apply our hearts to wisdom. Because if I'm at day 2,999, I better be making sure that I'm ready to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. I mean, we always need to be ready at all times. But when I number my days, it might help me make wise decisions. Okay, so this is what we would do, is you would take 70 minus your age times 365. That gives you how many year, how many days you've got left. Or if, if you're going to get 80. Now this is just, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to drop dead at 80. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying this is what the, the psalm says. So if you're 60 right now, if you're 60 years old, you've got 3,650 days left. Or... If by reason of strength, you get to 80, you get 7,300 days. Now, here's the point I want to make. Ten years added to a 70-year lifespan is like 14.3% of your life. Unless you're, you're 60. If you're 60, an extra 10 years is 50% more. Okay. You guys, God has been at work in your life. You're kind of like God's currency. All, all the stuff you went through, you didn't go through that alone. God was using that to bring you to the place where you actually now are usable. When Sam's talking about brokenness, you're like, yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. Been there. Yeah, thank you, Lord. For the days wherein you afflicted me, because I came through that. And God, you did a work in my life. And I've come to the place now where I'm usable by the Lord. You've learned some things. You know, you know, you don't lose your mind every time something goes wrong. Because you've, you know, it's happened a thousand times. And God's brought you through it all. You have maturity. You're a vessel that's brought. Like God can now use you. And here's the point. If we despise our physical bodies, okay, if we do not try to get that extra 10 years by reason of strength, and you give up 3,650 days after God's done all that work in your life, then you're really not appreciating what he's done in your life, and you're, you're minimizing what he can now do through your life because you don't have to give what you could have or maybe should have to give at this point. Make sense? Mm -hmm. let's, let's consider what God's done in our lives as very valuable. And let's not have an ownership mentality over our vessels. Let's have a stewardship mentality and get that extra 10 years by reason of strength. And so you can do the math. 
on that and, you know, kind of fill in the blank, it's a little sobering. If you're past 80, you have to do algebra. <laughs> Which, I'm not your guy for that. Okay. Okay, key point number one is that wisdom requires counting our days. And yes, it's sobering to count our days. But listen, count, don't just count the days you have left. But count the days that God's been at work in your life, investing in you, and getting you to the point where now you're just like this. Like he's, if you're here, he's been at work in your life and you have something to offer. Verse 14 of Psalm 90 says, Oh, satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. So, so you know, this is a Psalm of Moses. And, and this is like the nation of Israel coming out of the wilderness journey. And, and this is, so, so he's been talking about the affliction and all these hard times and the nature of the world. But then, you know, satisfy us early. That's it, dawn. That's in the morning. That's our quiet time. If we're going to take the nation of Israel as a type of the individual believer, which I'm kind of presenting to us now, that, 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 that we, we can be glad all of our days. We can rejoice, but it really does take us being satisfied in the morning because God is the source of our satisfaction. God, you satisfy us early doesn't mean early in life. It means early in the morning. That's, that's our quiet time. That's what this is talking about. And I, I do want to kind of move through this. So, so if you go to Psalm 91 and you look through Psalm 91, what you'll see is that it, this is talking about dwelling under, the, under his wings, abiding with him. God is our tabernacle. And then we get to verse 16. With long life, God says, will I satisfy him? Hmm. So you can study that out on your own. A merry heart is good medicine. If we do rejoice, if we find our satisfaction in the Lord, we're not ashamed. We God does bless that. Okay. Quiet time needs to be an interaction with God, not a perfunctory religious activity. Okay. Um, and key point number two is that without a real quiet time, life really isn't worth living. Because the world will not satisfy. You can keep looking and keep trying, but most of us in this room could raise our hands and say, yeah, I've been there, done that. I'm just done with it. The world is a dry and thirsty land. I am done looking for satisfaction in the world, and I'm just going to find, find it here. Okay. So anyway, I think I'm probably preaching to the choir. That, but we, we do fall into this trap. Look at verse 15. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast wherein thou hast afflicted us in the years wherein we have seen evil. And here's the point I want to make with this. We want to avoid great loss. Proverbs 11:16 says a gracious woman retaineth honor and strong men retain riches. So I'll just give you my personal application on this. I will do intermittent fasting. For two weeks. I will go to bed hungry, which I've learned to do, but then I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Uh, my blood, blood sugar gets low. I'm awake at three o'clock in the morning to wait until 10 a.m. to go eat. I will <laughs> suffer for two weeks. And then, mission focus conference. 
and I will undo two weeks <laughs> of suffering. Like, oh, I'm just in ministry, free pass. It doesn't have eating Q39. We're going to Jack Stack today. What am I going to do? Get a salad? Really? I mean, okay, you know what just happened in that situation, which is not a made up illustration. I've done it a thousand times. I wasn't strong enough to retain the riches, I, I, I wasn't strong enough to retain. The, the four pounds I lost through two weeks of suffering because I just let my flesh steal those gains from me. We've probably all done it. Man, I go to work and I work and I do this shift work and I got to be up at night. And, and, I, and, and then the laborer, I get my wages from that. And then I just go spend it on something stupid. I let the world... And my flesh steal away the wages that I saved up? How many of, we've all done that too. Absolutely. Yeah. You, we let the world, the devil, and the flesh steal away our gains. Okay, so Moses is praying and he says, Make us glad according to the days that thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. So yes, it's a kind of a devotional application of this. But I think it's very valid if I'm going to be glad that I've worked for the last 30 years, I better have some savings. Otherwise, it's just I'm not quite as glad because I should have savings. I should have kept those four pounds because guess what? I got to lose them again. <laughs> I can't retire and focus on full-time ministry. I have to go work another how many years. Why? I, let, I didn't retain riches. Okay, if we're going to be glad from all the years under the sun, if you will, we better retain some of the things that, that, that we've gained through that. So that means we, we, we do have to be strong. So we will either keep or lose that which we have gained. Gains can be life experiences. The lessons we've learned along the way can be your health, can be your finances, can be relationships. Listen, this is just kind of a burden for me. The relationships that we've had over the years, don't let them just slip away. If that's an important person to you, maintain that relationship. It's so... It's, it, it's hard career. But anyway, what happens is, is people tend to trade the gains that they have been given. They trade that for what? For entertainment and for amusement. Cause it's a whole lot easier because I'm busy. I just want to escape in my solitude time, which I need a little solitude time every day. But it doesn't have to turn into, you know, watching TV or, or on my phone. Sam's funny. He's like, I'm watching people build stuff. I do the same thing. I watch people build cabins in the woods on YouTube. I love, I don't know, I mean, that's pretty mild addiction, I guess, but, you know, I should do that for five minutes and then call my friend instead of do that for 30 minutes or whatever. Anyway, key point number three, turn off your television or, or your, your phone, whatever it is, and we need to not let the gains that God's invested in us get stolen away for entertainment and amusement. So Chuck, you you are you retired then? No. 
You're semi-retired? Okay, you're semi-retired, and instead of playing golf and going on cruises, you went to Costa Rica to help be part of a, a, a church. Okay, praise the Lord, right there. So go play golf and go on your cruise and, and do that for, you know, a month. And then let's go be part of a church plant in Costa Rica. <coughs> Make sense? Right? Yeah, praise the Lord. Okay, verse 16, we want to identify as a servant of God. So here's the prayer. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. So our gains need to be for his glory. And sometimes we fail because we ask God to bless our agenda. God, I got this awesome idea. I want you to bless it. Okay, who's the servant? You just made God your servant. God, do this, do this, do this. God, I've got this great agenda. I've got this great vision. God, I've got this dream, and I want you to bless all of that. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Don't present him as your living sacrifice. Present yourself to him and say, God, here I am. Have your way. I'm done. I've been chasing my agenda, and I'm in the second half of my life. God, I'm done. I do not bring an agenda before you. I bring a servant before you to live out your agenda through me as you see fit. Here I am. Have your way. I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything. I'm, my agenda never works anyway. Mm -hmm. right. You get what you want. You're just going to be restless, you guys. But if you can find your place in his mission. Here, so, so let thy work appear unto thy servants. And then verse 16, and thy glory unto their children. So we want to be part of generational discipleship. We want to have children and, and, you know, apply that physically if you have kids, but then also spiritually in terms of a discipleship ministry. And then finally, verse 17, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Okay. Well, if you present yourself as his servant and you're willing, then you will have... <coughs> the beauty of the Lord upon you. So this isn't the beauty of the Lord, the mystical light halo in the Catholic Jesus picture. That's not it. It's this. It's Jesus in the garden. When the weight of the sin of the entire world across all humanity from beginning to end is now coming down upon him and he knows that the Father is going to turn his back and forsake the Son, who, who is going to become sin for us, and be humiliated and tortured on the cross. And he says, not my will, but thine be done. That's the beauty of the Lord. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. So God, I'm your servant, but Lord, I, I help me to be Christ-like. Help me to just let go of everything and just present myself to you. And then the work, you know, establish thou the work of our hands upon us. God wants, you know, he'll give you the work. And then you're like, you get this. Okay, I'm your servant. I get the, the download. I get the work. I know what I'm supposed to do. And it's like, oh, God, I can't do that. <laughs> so look, look at the verse. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Establish thou, God, the work of our hands upon us. Oh, but then the work of our hands, you have to establish the work. Like, you actually have to, to do it. And, and that's what Romans chapter 11, verse 36 talks about. It's in your handout right there. For of him, that's the origin of the activity. 
through him, that's the Holy Spirit working through us, and, and, and then to him, he gets the glory. So from the beginning of the thing, of him, through him, the doing of it, and then the glory to him, it's all God at work. And we're just the servants saying, you know, Lord, here we are. So here's the key point number four, is that um, you want to take what you have gained and use it to be part of your local church's ministry to make disciples. Be a part of, of generational ministry. Okay, so, so I want to then go back and look at verse 10, and that's where I want to spend more time. The days of our lives are three score and ten, and if by reason of strength, four score. Okay, well, I want to talk about that reason of strength and how to get ten extra years. Okay, so here's some data. Look at your handout. If a person is obese at the age of 40... They lose 7.1 years if you're a female, and 5.8 if you're a male, years of life. Now, obese smokers at the age of 40, on average, an obese smoker loses 13.3 years for a female and 13.7 years of life. <clears throat> oh my goodness, that's a lot of years. Okay, people with high blood pressure at 50 years of age. Okay, so I'm 52, and my blood pressure's creeping up. If I can't get it down this year with diet and exercise, I got to start meds. Just, it's it's too high. It's it's hypertension. Why? Do I feel bad? No, it's asymptomatic. But, okay, those with hypertension at 50 died 5.1 years earlier, and women 4.9 years earlier than people without high blood pressure. And God's done a work in my life over the years. And finally at 52, you know, I'm, I'm usable. It's taken all this time to get me to the point where, where I'll actually maybe be able to just let God work through me. I don't want to give up five years. Okay? Endurance sports. Increased life expectancy between 4.3 and 8 years. Nothing else comes close. Nothing else comes even close to doing what exercise can do for your health. Okay? Exercise decreases depression, anxiety, insomnia, all-cause mortality. That means whatever is going to kill you decreases that by 33%. It decreases premature death. It decreases falls. Okay, this is important for us on the mission field. Man, there's about 10 times on my last trip to Egypt and South Sudan where I recognized the fall risk that would not have been a fall risk to me 10 years ago. Right? I've had three knee surgeries. When we fall, it's, you know, when you're a little kid, you fell down like every day at recess. <laughs> now, it's like, oh, I can't come into work for a week. I fell down. Like, it's a big deal now. Like, I tore this. I broke that. And, oh, my goodness. Okay, anyway. Disability from arthritis, osteoporosis, cancers are decreased with exercise, <clears throat> including breast, uh, bladder cancer. Breast cancer, colon cancer, endometrial cancer, esophageal cancer, kidney cancer, lung cancer, and stomach cancer. <clears throat> exercise decreases diabetes. And if you have diabetes, exercise will help you control your blood sugars. It decreases high cholesterol. 
cardiovascular mm -hmm. disease and hypertension. That's that's HTN, just high blood pressure. Okay. So what I want to do is I just want to come up with a plan for us to be able to focus on health. And I want to help us just think through that clearly because we're not talking about disease diagnosis and management. We'll, we'll talk about that. In fact, okay, what percentage of Olympic athletes are healthy? 100% of Olympic athletes are healthy. We got Dallas. We got a professional basketball player here. Okay. You've worked out a few hours in your life. Like, uh, thousands and thousands and thousands. Okay. Now, uh, what percentage of Olympic athletes have asthma? I gave you the answer. It's 8%. Huh. 8% of Olympic athletes have asthma. Now, so, that's just one disease process. But let's just say 8% of... Olympic athletes are diseased. Oh, but they are very healthy. There's a difference between having a diagnosis and how healthy you are. Mm. And what happens is we get confused in our minds about this. Okay, we get confused in our minds what we are talking about. Okay, and what I want to talk about with us is being healthy. I don't, I'm not concerned, really, if, if you have a disease process or not. That may require modifications in your lifestyle, but you should still, the money is, for you to focus on having a healthy lifestyle. If you need diagnosis and disease management, I would humbly suggest go to a doctor. Okay, the people on the internet are selling you something. Go to someone who can do real tests with blood work and x-rays and that sort of a thing and get your diagnosis that way, okay? Get help with that. Doing a Google search is not the same as doing valid medical research. At the end of that, someone's going to be selling you something. Now, I don't have any problems with your supplements, I take supplements. I, I take fiber and fish oil and vitamin D and amino acid. Okay, but supplements don't fix our problem with if, if we're unhealthy. Essential oils are fine. You're anointing your kids with them. Okay, praise the Lord. Let, go ahead and do that. But they're not the solution for someone who's unhealthy. They will not make you healthy. Supplements will not make you healthy. Weight loss plans, some of them are fine. But they won't fix the problem. They won't change your mentality from being the owner to being the steward. If you don't fix your lifestyle, you're just going to have to do it again in two years. Because the problem that we have if we're unhealthy, comes from an unhealthy lifestyle. It doesn't come from a lack of supplements or a lack of essential oils or the fact that one weight loss program did or didn't work for us. And so here's the thing. If an unbiblical or unhealthy lifestyle is the problem, then the solution is a biblical or a healthy lifestyle as a steward of this body which was purchased by God. Mm -hmm. And he's done a work in my life getting me to the point where I can now 
be useful to him in his kingdom, and I need to steward my health for his glory. So I need, So here's the thing. We're talking about a healthy diet. We're talking about exercise. We're talking about healthy habits and a normal body weight. That's what we're going to be looking at in terms of a lifestyle. And the question is, is your lifestyle healthy or is it not? Because we've already seen statistically, if we can get the weight down, the blood pressure down, we can do physical exercise. We got our 10 years already. Okay, so this is what we're going to be looking at. Now, 38% of polled Americans say they have a healthy diet. 46% say they have regular exercise. 10% of us have a normal body weight. We're not so good at that. 71 don't smoke and don't drink alcohol excessively. So when we poll, when we ask Americans, this is what they say. Now, how many get all of these? What percentage of American households actually, or American people, have these things in place? 3%. So take your supplements. I have no problem with that. You know, maybe we need to look at a weight loss. Okay, but here's the problem. 97% of us have one or more elements in our lifestyle that isn't healthy. And we're giving away 10 years of our lives. Okay, for me it's not about longevity. It's really more about quality of life. Yeah. Okay, it's really about I can sleep without snoring too much, and I can go up and down the stairs without getting too winded, and I can go on that missions trip, and I can make the jump from the curb into the shuttle. It's full of water. It's about three feet. It's as close as he could pull up. It's like, okay, I got to make it. <laughs> if David Dickerson made it, I could make it. <laughs> okay, so... see where I'm at here. Okay, here we go. Let's so go to the next page. This last page is is should have that circle and then the, the four different quadrants on the on the page. And, and so if you look at the center of that, we saw in, in, in Psalm 90 we're talking about the quiet time and getting our satisfaction from the Lord. And I just want to present a couple verses. Proverbs 25 28 says that he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls. There's something that happens to us as we enter into the second half of our life. And here's what it is, is we start to think through how to bring order to our private world, how to bring order into our lives, our time and how we think and what we do and, and just all these sort of things. And, and it's, you know, Sam talked about Nehemiah being used as, you know, to church. Well, Nehemiah works for this too. Because in Nehemiah chapter 3, they had to build the walls in order to keep the world out. Okay, so you watch a, you know, a, you're watching the game, and at 6 p.m., the Pizza Hut commercial comes on. And then at 10 p.m., the Taco Bell commercial comes on. <laughs> Wow, that looks really good. Now I got DoorDash now. I don't even have to get off the couch. That's the world in your flesh. 
working mm -hmm. to steal that two pounds you lost last week and Amen. trying to get the money that you earned through the sweat. Okay? Mm -hmm. You got to have walls. Okay, so Nehemiah built the walls around the city. Okay, if you don't have rule over your own spirit, if you can't tell your flesh no, then you're like a city without walls, and you need to build walls. That's a separation from the world. The world's out there, and my world is in here. Now I've got gates into my life, into my city, and those gates, that's controlled access. So I am as a steward of my city, and Christ is sitting on my throne, and here's his constitution. So in the different areas of my life, I've got a gate with guarded access. And the guard has a book. So someone, the Taco Bell commercial wants to come in. It's like, wait, let me see, are you in? No, you can't come in. <laughs> this body's a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you've... God, you're not, you're, I'm not, okay, no, I'm not legalistic. could get the power bowl from, I, I don't know. But you guys understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. you, so Nehemiah works for, for this too. And that's the pattern here from the center of this thing. Okay, and then, and then we have these different areas and you got these little gates out into the world. But I don't eat what I want. I eat what a steward of the Lord is supposed to eat. And so, but, but it starts with temperance, and that's, I guess, one of the point I'm making now. Temperance is like self-control. Yes. It's not willpower. You try willpower and a thousand times, and it just doesn't work. It's not going to. You can't overcome self with self. I can't arm wrestle myself and win. But temperance, if I'm walking in the Spirit and the Spirit of God is controlling my life and I've already left my quiet time, I'm not a hungry soul. To a hungry soul, even a bitter thing is sweet. But I'm satisfied with the Lord. And now I can start my day and I have this temperance to be able to go, oh yeah, no, that looks good, but that's not for me. Oh yeah, no, I would, yeah, I would skip leg day. But you know what? I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to because I can control myself. Make sense? Mm -hmm. So it has to start with your quiet time, guys. But then once we get that in place, let's talk about healthy lifestyle. The Mediterranean diet is the gold standard. What I like to do is not follow the Mediterranean diet and then do intermittent fasting. Anyone see a problem with that? No, seriously, that's what I want to do. Because I don't like being governed by a healthy lifestyle. I want to do what I want when I want, and then I'll just intermittent fast. And that's not right. Now, I'm not saying intermittent. Like, I'm, I'm still going to probably use intermittent fasting, but the real victory comes from a healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. not from some workaround where I can eat unhealthfully and then pretend I'm not because... I starved myself four hours a day. Okay, Mediterranean diet. It, it decreases or helps, it prevents or helps treat heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cognitive decline, breast cancer, colon cancer, depression, and then if you have rheumatoid arthritis, it helps control your symptoms. That, you guys, there's no pill that does that. If we could develop a pill that did that and sell it to Pfizer or whatever, like we'd all be gazillionaires. <coughs> Nothing does what that does. Now, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, depression, 
cancer. Look what, look what kills us. Heart disease, cancer. These two are almost twice all the rest of the top 10 causes of death in our country combined. If I can decrease heart disease and cancer, now stroke and heart disease have the same uh, risk factors, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, lifestyle. So, so if, if these two you can actually put together because we're talking about risk factor reduction through lifestyle. So if you put those three together, that far and away, there's our 10 years right there, just through if we would follow the Mediterranean diet. The mind diet, I like. The mind diet is for people with high blood pressure, and it's a low-salt version, and you don't get to eat cheese, though. So, I don't know. Mediterranean diet, you get to eat cheese. <laughs> but, you know, I put the little pyramid on there just to get you an idea, but, but you want to study that out for yourself. Um, Proverbs 23 talks about when to eat, how much to eat what to eat, that sort of a thing. Okay. There is a atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease calculator. All you have to do is, is Google ASCVD calculator. Now, this one I like in particular because it will give you your risk of a heart attack in the next 10 years. Then it will give you your risk if you get your risk factors treated. So for me, with my blood pressure last week, what it was last week, with my cholesterol, what it was last year, I have over a 6% chance of having a heart attack in the next 10 years. If I get those things treated, then I have a, like a 2.6%. It takes my risk from over 6% to 2.6%. So if I can't get my cholesterol and my blood pressure down with lifestyle in 2022, <coughs> going on my Lipitor, going on my lisinopril, because this is what's going to kill me most likely. Okay, that or cancer. Then with cancer, you want to get your screenings done. So anyway, it's worth treating your high cholesterol and your high blood pressure because there's a 25% chance that that's, that's what's going to get you. Okay, let's move over to the body weight. So, if you're, you're, you have this chart which shows you your height, weight thing, most of us are overweight or obese. Um, so, what you want is to be in this range. There's your BMI chart, which, you know, you could... Uh, can you see that? You can look it up. But you just want to submit to the BMI chart. Ser seriously, I'm a big guy. BMI chart doesn't apply to Just submit to the BMI chart. Right? Why do we want to do this? If you have increased body weight, you have two to three times the risk of coronary artery disease. Again, that's probably what's going to kill us. Two to three times increase in high blood pressure. Tenfold risk of diabetes. Increased mortality from colon cancer, breast cancer, kidney cancer, endometrial cancer, and other sort of cancers like that. So what, what do we do? How, how do we get that body weight down? Okay, exercise and the Mediterranean diet. Do that. Do it for three months. Just see what happens. 
If you do strength training, you may not lose much weight because you're building, you're getting swollen. Okay, those muscles they, they they actually take like they weigh it weighs something. But then over time, you should see your body weight trend down. If you got to do something, okay, don't do something instead of eat a healthy diet. Do something in addition to eating a healthy diet. Don't do what I tend to do. I'm preaching to myself. I've been convicted on this whole thing. <laughs> Focus on the lifestyle. That's the problem. Fix the problem. Don't try to work around. Fix the problem. You don't even have to count calories on the Mediterranean diet. You can eat as much of that healthy stuff as you want. Okay? Your weight will come down. Your health will improve. But then if you need to do something, I recommend intermittent fasting. You know, so you don't eat between you know, 6 p.m. and 10 a.m. Or, or 7 p.m. and 11 a.m. But you have to do strength training with that. If you don't do strength training and you do intermittent fasting, 7 out of 10 of the pounds you lose will be lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. You have to do the strength training if you do an intermittent fasting. Otherwise, you'll lose too much lean muscle. You'll only lose 3 pounds of fat out of 10 pounds if you don't do the strength training then what you've done is you've decreased your lean muscle mass, you've decreased your metabolism, because you don't have as much muscle, you've changed your body composition for the worse. If you do strength training, you can retain the lean muscle, so now you it's like normal weight loss, and, and three pounds is lean muscle mass, but 10 pounds is fat. I'm sorry, seven pounds is fat. Does that make sense? I'm kind of stumbling on my words, but you guys get what I'm saying. If you do intermittent fasting, you have to do strength training, you're just going to mess yourself up. But otherwise, you know, the proverb says, if you be a man given to appetite, put a knife to your throat. So I do think that fasting is probably biblical. But again, if you don't fix the lifestyle, you're just going to have to do it again next next month. because Okay, so, Allison. So, so next is exercise. Exercise is, is probably the most important aspect. It's de definitely diet and exercise, but you know, is probably the most important aspect as we age. So there's different elements of fitness. There's your endurance, there's your muscle strength, there's your flexibility, your range of motion. So Allison, if you could come up, and then I'm going to pull up your, just switch out these real quick. And then I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, and people that um, have balance issues. 
The other half of the year, um, I'm, my passion is actually in the ICU. I see um, a lot of people that are sicker than sick, um, suffering from strokes. Next week I start in the COVID unit and I <coughs> see people that are on ventilators. Um, and so um, pray for me during that because um, for sure I, I can impact people both physically and when they're in their darkest and dark moments. So um, anyway, so I've been at Midtown for about six years now. Um, my husband Jared and I are in life fellowship with Pastor Kenny, um, but just honored to be here. So, um, so why exercise? Um, so my why with um, being a virtuous woman, um, I go to Proverbs 31, um, and God calls us um, to gird up our loins with strength and strengthen up our arms. Um, so God calls us to be prepared um, for whatever he sees fit for us, like Pastor Bess has been talking about. Um, whether it be, um, you know, you have a baby on the side of your hip or you're um, out there walking a couple miles um, trying to go village to village to preach the gospel. And so we need to be prepared um, to our bodies to do that with strength. Um, strength training, endurance training, um, flexibility training to jump that couple feet out of the water. Um, so, how? Um, so if you've never exercised before, or it's been 30 years since you've exercised, um, my go-to thing is avoid not doing anything. So avoid inactivity. Um, something is better than nothing. Um, so if you're one of those people that drives around five minutes at Target to find that best parking spot, <laughs> park in the back of the parking lot and walk a little bit. Um, if you're someone that um, sits for your job, hmm. see if your um, employer can get you like a sit-to-stand desk and you can stand. Um, someone that um, you know takes the elevator, take take the stairs. So those simple things um, can um, just be easy steps to kind of get in the right direction. Um, start off easy and progress. Um, so don't decide today you're going to run 10 miles on Saturday for your New Year's resolution. Um, that's the easiest way to come see me on Monday. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so find a program. I think I've given you a couple of handouts on like a walking program. Um, just, uh, there's so many programs out there on Google that either talk about walking or running or a beginning cycling program if that's um, your cup of tea. But um, start off easy and then progress to a more intense or more a longer uh, exercise program. Do something you enjoy. So if you hate it, you're not going to keep it up. Um, so if you hate running, I would say find something like biking um, or, or swimming or something like that. If you are someone that needs an accountability partner, find someone to go to the gym with you um, or find it at a group class. Um, those are easy ways to kind of keep that habit, um, that healthy habit there. Um, so my older generation, um, some of you guys do have Medicare plans. Um, I do like to always sneak this in, um, but certain Medicare plans, not all of them, so you're going to have to kind of Google it yourself. So typically if you just Google silver sneakers, um, there's, a, um, there's a website you can click on and have your Medicare um, number ready and you can see if you qualify for a free gym membership. Um, majority of gyms take that um, and you can get access to free classes and stuff like that and that's a great tool resource for you um, to get fit. Okay so what do doctors recommend? Um, so the minimal amount of aerobic activity so that running, walking, biking um, to do weekly for those health benefits that Pastor Best was talking about. Um, so moderate intensity exercise, I have a table here in a second that's going to show you an example of those. So those brisk walking, leisurely cycling, um, that 150 minutes, so that's 30 minutes a day, five times a week. 
um, and resistance training a couple times a week, okay? Um, and then if you're one of those people that are go-getters and you want to do some running or um, I think uh, I think it has, I think, um, heavy gardening is one of the, we'll go to the table. <laughs> heavy gardening. So if you're digging a trench, um, that is considered vigorous intensity. So yeah, if that's the part of your repertoire, then you can do that. Um, but uh, And then resistance training would be... Would be, so, so doing weights, resistance bands, kettlebells, those types of things, arms, legs. We're about, um, Pastor Best wanted you guys all to work out today. So we're about yes. to do some of this um, here in just a minute. Um, so um, you can thank him for that. Um, so, um, but 75 minutes of that, so 15 minutes but five times a week. And also with that addition of resistance training, which is that um, strength training aspect with weights or bands. Um, they do recommend flexibility exercise should be two times a week, um, preferably after that resistance um, or aerobic activity. I would personally recommend if you are doing any type of exercise that day, you probably should be stretching afterwards. So if you work out five times a week, you probably should be stretching five times a week. Um, those people that have balance issues, um, like Pastor Best says, they recommend balance exercises be done pretty regularly three times a week um, if you're at risk for falls. If that's something where you're like, I'm pretty at risk for falls and I'm worried about doing that myself, you can talk to a doctor about getting an order for physical therapy um, to kind of supervise that if you're worried about falling while you're trying to work on your balance. Um, so there's that um, table for your reference. Um, and then Pastor Best talked about a lot of this stuff. Exercise, honestly, is one of the best um, medicines. If we could put it in pill form and give it to people, it would help so much. But we can't. Um, that's probably a good thing. It makes people get up and move and do things. But just like he talked about arthritis, diabetes, those cardiovascular conditions, chronic pain conditions, obesity, um, people um, going through cancer treatments, um, reducing symptoms during that. Um, and then now what we can talk about COVID, that's, you know, uh, those long hauler COVID symptoms, um, exercise can help some of that. If you're worried um, about you've never exercised before, please get clearance from your doctor, like Pastor Bess said, if you suffer from something and you don't know where to start or how to start, or if you're okay to start. Um, you might need supervision from a PT um, to be an exercise if you have a chronic condition and that's easy. Different states, if you're from out of town, have different, um, like for <laughs> Missouri, we need a doctor's order to see you. Kansas is a little different, and other states might have different um, recommendations for that, too. Um, I gave you two different handouts um, in those exercises. The beginner's one, so if you do suffer from like chronic pain, back, back and knee especially, um, our big support systems for us um, are our core, our abdominal muscles, and our glutes, our uh, butt cheek muscles. So. Um, those, um, you might not be ready if you're a chronic pain sufferer in your back or your knee to do some squats, lunges, all that stuff. You might need to go more basic and get those areas really isolated and strong um, and then kind of progress to more difficult and challenging things. So if that's you, I would say start there um, and then work your way to some of the, the, the intermediate um, exercises that I um, gave you guys. So, without further ado, um, I think we're going to kind of stand up if we can, um, maybe, you know, I know there's lots of chairs in here, if you can get to where you can do some kind of squats and lunges. Pastor Best said he was going to work out. Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
There's some room right here, So, easy weights at home. If you don't have the money, you spent all your time jogging, you can use soup cans. Those are about a pound. Oops. I knew it. That's why nobody else came up. So, if you guys have resistance bands at home, I'm going to give this to Captain Best. You can step on them like this, or like him, he can have weights in his hands. So, I'm going to have you step on them like that. Um, what you're going to do, so this is, um, if you have a hard time balancing, coordinating, you can start easy doing the overhead arm press, or if you want to just do the squats, we can do that. But what you're going to do is you're going to stand here, kind of feet shoulder width apart, um, nice tall posture, tighten those tummy muscles, pulling your belly button in towards your spine. Um, you're going to stick your um, bottom out like you're going back to sit in a chair. And as you're sitting in, oh, come here, and then as you come back up, you raise your hands up. Let's do that about 10 times, okay? So act like you're sitting in a chair and then come up. That was two, three. And if you can't go quite so far down, that's okay because the knees are back. Just do what you can. I already lost count. I hope someone's counting. There we go. I make my patients count. So Eighteen. <laughs> All right, very good. So make it challenging. You add a band, you add weights. Um, if you, you know, can't do it, just don't add arms. Who wants to try to dance? <laughs> yeah, a little harder. Yeah, they're not. They're not hard. <laughs> if you want to try them for, okay, see if you the want to buy one. So the the lunge. Um, you come here, kind of do a split lunge. Um, you can have it in that. If you can, kind of have one. Yeah. So I would. Yeah. There you go. Um, have one like this, one in front. So what you're gonna do? The biggest thing with lunges and squats, which I forgot to say, don't have your knees go over your toes. So as you're coming down, just make sure you're going straight down. You're not leaning all the way forward like that. That's a nice way to get knee pain. Everybody's so you're going straight down. Creaking, right? <laughs> yeah. If you can't go all the way down, just do little baby lunges. Just like that. Good. And then as you okay? Okay. Um, and as you go down, you can kind of bring your arms in the biceps curl. So getting that full body workout. I'm already working up a sweat. Um, <laughs> And is anyone counting? Eight. <laughs> Nine. And obviously you can do this on both sides, both your um, right and left leg. All right, let's switch. Do it. Okay, your knee doesn't go beyond your Yeah, your knee doesn't do this, okay? You go straight down. So think about your hips just going up and down. Yes. Does that help? Yes. Okay. Burning. Burning, yes. Christine's so we're about to go eat. Teresa, <laughs> Teresa doing it. Get in there, <laughs> Christine's probably obeying my instructions, right? <laughs> All right. So the next one. It doesn't take much. No, it doesn't. No. Throw this around your ankles. <laughs> so this one, if you're someone that has difficulty with balance, um, you can do this holding onto a chair. I actually haven't tried this yet. We'll see how far. <laughs> um, but um, you can have a band around here. You don't have to have a band. Um, but you can hold on to a chair or not. Um, you stand here nice and tall. Make sure your tummy is nice and tight. You're not leaning forward with the exercise. But all you're doing is kicking straight back, kind of like a ballerina, but you're not going forward like it. So squeezing those glutes and kicking that leg straight back. Keep your knees straight. 
So well, it works take, balance. That doesn't take much either. Yeah. <laughs> Takes balance and it also works your, your glutes. And mm -hmm. I'm what they were oh, on yeah. this side. So makes it harder with the band. Mm -hmm. And again, if you feel like you're gonna kind of fall or anything, just hold onto a, a chair until you get that um, your balance better, and then you can let go. So, so far, you have a band in your office. Like probably half of us are already tired. So <laughs> we've spent two minutes. Infinitely better than nothing. Mm -hmm. So if we just did, so it doesn't have to be like you become a marathon runner. Right. Sitting at your desk all day will kill you. It's very bad for you to sit for prolonged periods of time. So if you just said your watch set, like every couple hours, I'm going to get up and get my little band out, you know, and and uh, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, sit up. I mean, honestly, I tell my patients, especially my desk job patients, set alarm five minutes every hour. Get up, you do do something. If it's neck, some, most of the time it's neck pain with his desk jobs. Mm -hmm. So doing some arm shoulder um, shoulder pinches like that, walking around or doing something with if you have a band in your office for sure. Um, so and you know if you're retired, it's always good to get up and move around. Um, mm -hmm. So just like we've been talking about. Last one, we don't have much room. Oh, did you have a question? Well, I was going to say something about it. one thing that's great about these things. Like, I, I like to run, which doesn't look like it, but <laughs> <laughs> I like to run. But if, if you're out on the mission field, I mean, you might be in a place where it's maybe not safe to run. Maybe there isn't that availability mm -hmm. of a space to run. And this stuff that we're doing, I mean, like, you can do wherever you're staying, yeah. Yeah. wherever you're sleeping. There's probably enough room to kick your leg out, and yeah. you can keep exercising yeah. while you're on the field. Mm -hmm. yeah. Don't kick your partner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or make them do it with you, right? Got a right. Yeah. Partner. Okay, the next one, it's a crab walk. So it's working your side glutes. So this one, if we might only just do like sidestepping instead of what it talks about. Um, so what you do is you kind of get in a little squat position here. Um, but making sure you're not leaning forward too much. You're kind of upright here. And then all you're doing is sidestepping. And again, if you're at home, you kind of sidestep one way, but we can do maybe one step at a time and back and forth. This one really kills you if you have a band on, so it might not be as hard without it. Maybe it is. And working those. And so as long as you're staying in that squat position, it's really going to work on this side. And then someone's going to be doing a two step back um, and again, you don't have to do it with the band, but the band always makes it harder. Um, so then I have a couple stretches. It's always good if you're exercising to make sure you are working on your flexibility. Thank you. Um, so the hamstring stretch, um, we can do it standing. We can also do it laying down. If you have back problems, like significantly, it's easier to do it laying down for that back. And you have like a strap where you hold your leg up. Um, but if not, you can kind of put your feet together like this. Lean, and I have horrible inflexible hamstrings, I am guilty. Um, but lean down until you can try and touch your toes and hold this position for about 30 seconds. And 30 seconds is way longer than what you think it is. Um, uh, and so people tend to only hold for like five or 10. So try to make sure you're holding it for that long because that's gonna help lengthen those muscle fibers that just got tightened over time with whatever activity you were doing. And you can do a couple of these. You can isolate hamstrings um, by crossing your leg one over the other. 
and you can isolate that back, um, that leg that's in the back is the one that you're doing. You can also, if you have stairs near you, you can throw your leg up on a stair and lean down too if it's hard to do that position as well. Um, I didn't put it on there. Most people know what like a runner's calf stretch is. So if you're kind of leaning like this, mm -hmm. that back leg kind of working that, stretching that calf, that's mm -hmm. always good. Again, all my stretches are 30 seconds. I'm not going to make you guys get on the floor for the last picture, um, but I will. Um, but uh, you get down here and you're stretching like this, it's working right here. Yep. It's an amazing stretch, especially if you're doing a lot of running, working, uh, stretching that piriformis muscle that often gets tight. It's a really good stretch if you have back pain as well. So, um, but that is all the stretches and exercises I have. Sweet. Does anyone awesome. have questions? Yeah, go ahead and have a seat. We'll wrap up. Thank you, Allison. Thank you. No questions for Allison. This course, so the knee pain actually gets better when you work your glutes, yes. not when you work your knees. So, so these glute, like this one that she showed with that band, that'll like it. You'll burn. Doesn't take too much to, to burn to get that going. But strengthening that, your glutes is what's going to fix your your runner's knee. Okay. Yes. So, and then. <clears throat> Just what she said about start easy and progress. You want to progress slowly. Okay, so I've tried to run and all that stuff and my feet, my ankles, and I've got tendon dysfunction and I have to wear shoe inserts and then my knees, I've had knee surgeries and then everything got weak. My quads got weak because my, it's just, it's just a problem. Like if you push too hard too fast, because you want to go back and did what you did 20 years ago, you're going to just injure yourself. So part of my encouragement would be do the calf raises and do the ankle exercises and do this range of motion stuff, strengthen those glutes. Otherwise, you're going to injure yourself. And as we get older, sometimes that, like that's like a year or so before you get back. So start easy. cycling. It's not hard on the joints. Swimming is, is, if your shoulders are okay, swimming doesn't hurt your joints, and those are really good. Even walking in the water. Walking in the water. Water is great for back pain and anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay, real quick, exercisers. What, anything we've missed? Johnny, you work out all the time. Any, anything worked for you, didn't work? Anything? One of the... Uh, Several years ago, took a chair yoga class. So every morning, I do some of those things. Uh, agility is so important to me because we're renovating a house and I don't want to fall mm -hmm. and so forth. And so I have a knee that is uh, problematic. But even with that, I do some of these. I stand up and do some of these. And when I'm doing some of my memory verses, like, the Lord our God is one, mm -hmm. yeah. so I stretch going up and do, I, I pair the scripture memory with actions. That's good. Kind, yeah. kind of like taking me back to very early childhood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Yeah. You should see him evangelize somebody who starts doing those verses. <laughs> so, yoga is good. I like the plug for 
Christian yoga, not like transcendental. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You're <laughs> levitating. <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, I remember uh, in my thirties. Um, someone had told me, he said, when you hit 40, uh, the warranty expires. <laughs> and I kind of laughed at him. I'm like, no, I mean, I, I can run, work out, any sport. Um, but it, he was right. I mean, literally at the age of 40, I started feeling all of those athletic stuff, whether it was football, basketball, all that stuff started hitting me. And so um, I had to adapt my training to what was called more athletic. And it was mainly, and that was it, agility. Um, work yeah. more of your oh. function and so I uh, I had to adapt because I actually got rid of all my heavy weights um, and went to more athletic things and that was bands um, and aerobic but I had to I started I literally started to stretch for the first time in my life but it's been important to maintain it because now I'm in my 50s and it's even greater because I feel my muscles are starting to shrink and so yeah. the aches on every joint gets greater and so the stretching uh, I mean, I mentioned yoga because I also thought yoga. That's what am I going to be meditating on a mountain or something? And yeah. It was some. There were some unique stretching things in yoga yeah. that actually helped uh, with my hips and my shoulders and everything else. Yoga, so perfect. Um, yoga points out your weaknesses. Yeah. So they'll put you in this pose, you know, and maybe you're super strong. But you can't get that leg. Like, you can't hold it. It's not because you don't have strength. It's because you don't have flexibility and range of motion. Mm -hmm. Maybe someone else has the flexibility, but they don't have the strength. So whatever, like, yoga will actually show you your weaknesses. And, yeah, there's muscles you didn't know you had that will get used with that. The the bands Johnny's talking about is, is uh, you know, instead of lifting a bunch of weight, you can do the rubber band type stuff. And then you've got resistance here and resistance on the way down and it's it's a little more gentle there's a process called sarcopenia mm -hmm. right it means your muscles are getting small mm. happens in the 50s mm -hmm. most 40 year olds are still pretty robust and most <laughs> 60 year olds aren't yep so what happened you know is the process of sarcopenia just our we don't have as much testosterone and we're not as active and we just we we kind of just lose the muscle mass and that's why that's what you don't you want to you want to push everything back 10 years okay you're still going to get something but if we can push it back 10 years then then that's 10 more years quality of life is better energy everything's better and and uh, we live 10 extra years by reason of strength and then that work that god has done in your life he gets 10 more years because you have that to give because you didn't let the devil steal it away that's uh, no. I was just going to say, Chris, would you just talk to, uh, speak to, uh, in terms of when we're thinking about visiting the other churches and just the, the difficulty of being able to go versus being in a bed and somebody having to take care of you and how you're not capable, as capable, because you didn't take the time to. Yeah, so there's, so there's a, you know, faith that God is at work and, and we get to be a part of what he's doing. Faith like that anticipates. Okay, so you need to anticipate being used of the Lord. And Dell's referring to our daughter churches and our granddaughter churches. And, you know, when I'm 75 years old, I want to be able to, you know, my dad's renovating the house. How old are you? 
79. <laughs> <laughs> At 79, yeah. they bought, you know you're driving out in the country and you see that house that's really cool, but it's it looks, it's all fallen. Yeah. They bought that house, huge house, and have been renovating it in the last couple of years. I want to be able to do that at 79, but I also want, I want to be able to go and visit our granddaughter churches all around the world when I'm 79. I want to, the, the Arabic speaking church that we plant, that plants a church somewhere, I yes. want to be able to go in the church we plant in South Sudan, and if God sends some of you out to be part of a church plant, I want to be able to come visit and encourage and see what God is doing I can't do that if I'm bedridden. I can't do that. I've already got bad knees. Uh, you know, I've, all, I've already got some dings that's going to limit me in some ways. And if, if, I mean, what are you anticipating? Mm -hmm. Colonel Sanders didn't start Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was 75 years old. <laughs> so God's not done with us yet. Let's, let's anticipate being used and steward our lives. We're going to be like Caleb. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Man, I'm as strong now at, what, 85 as I was at 45? Is that the numbers? Yeah. Yeah, we want to be like that. So, Okay, questions, thoughts, concerns, and then we'll, we'll be done. Chris, did you talk about hydration? Um, I, there's something on the Mediterranean diet thing there. You, you want to stay well hydrated. So, you know, your eight glasses a day is a, is a pretty good general. There's really not a magic number of like an ounce per pound of body weight or something like that. There's different things like that. I don't know. What, what do you tell people, Allison? Um, that they drink water because they usually aren't. Yeah. So be deliberate about it. So if you drink a full glass of water with each meal and you drink that much water between meals, then that, that's probably enough except when you go exercise. <clears throat> If you go sit in the hot tub for an hour, you need to drink a bunch of water. If you go exercise and you're sweating, you want to replace that. So. But yeah, hydration is important, and your sweet tooth will kick in in the evenings if you don't stay well hydrated. Did you know that? That's why you want to eat that ice cream. Because if you if you stay well hydrated, it helps dampen that. Yes. Yeah, and you know, thank you so much for for that because the life will go anyway. So it's better to go with. You know, I am carrying myself. It is rather than other will carry me to go to the restroom or to go to. Yeah. You know, it's better to carry myself until the end of my my life. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, your Thank spouse you. loves you yeah. dearly, right, Christine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would carry. You would drag me to the bathroom and clean up after. But if we could avoid that. That would be. I that yeah I just yeah. that would That's be hard for yeah. everybody involved. Yeah, yeah. praise the Lord. <laughs> On that note, we're dismissed. God bless you. Uh, let's just pray and, and finish out. God, we we want to be stewards and have that mentality. Our bodies, that you know, are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God, you purchased us with your blood. And, and help us to, to, to glorify you in our body and in our spirits. God, they belong to you. And Lord, we thank you so much that you've allowed us to be part of what you're doing. And you've actually done a work in our life, and we, we see that. The things we went through, God, could be 
things that are our gain, but God, they can be our gain for your glory. If we'll, you know, in that extra 10 years by reason of strength. Lord Hezekiah prayed, and, and you gave him some more time. So, Father, if we could make an appeal based on your word, God, would you give us 10 more years of functional, fruitful ministry? And, and Lord, guide us to steward well our health to get those 10 years by reason of strength. And so we need your wisdom. And, God, we confess to you we can't do it by willpower. We can, we've tried that. So, Lord, would you help us to understand temperance in place in our lives? So, Lord, that we can just make the changes we need to make to glorify you. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right.